Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be listening. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I am Kelly R. Jackson, your host, and uh, let's just get right into it. Um, What we're going to be talking about really for the next uh, three episodes here, I've thought about bringing something back that I did on my radio broadcast, Your Life of Purpose, and we had a conversation about uh, love and marriage. And, And let me just give you a little bit of background before we get too deep into this. There was a post uh, that was put up and the conversation was about um, not marrying for love. And the person that put up the post gave all of these different reasons about what we should marry for and love not being the reason that we should get married. We should marry for all of these other things, uh, as we like to say, what you bring to the table. And that was the conversation. You know, if you're marrying for love, you're doing it wrong. You have to marry for what people bring to the table. And so it inspired me to do a series on my radio broadcast. And we talked about love and marriage. And so I'm going to kind of duplicate that here for the podcast for the next three episodes. And and I'm going to entitle it this time. I married for love and you should too. I married for love and you should too. And so we're going to talk about, I'm going to go through those notes that I shared on the radio broadcast and just do it on the podcast side. So that it might help somebody and it might help to identify and at least share my position on why we should get married. And what I see as a, a disconnect when we talk about, um, let me just share this very quickly before I get to my notes. When we talk about uh, what we should marry for, should we marry for love? And a lot of the things that we talked about, Um, actually encompassed in love. And I think what happens too often with us, happened with uh, generations before us, and and it happens now, is that we're so busy trying to redefine things that sometimes we come across something and we redefine it, and it doesn't need a redefinition. Love does not need a redefinition. As uh, my pastor said uh, just recently, he said, love is not a noun, it's a verb. Love is an action word. And so a lot of times we treat love like a noun, like it's a thing and say, well, there's no action with it. Then uh, you need to be focused on the actions and what is the person doing rather. And I'm saying that all of those things are encompassed in love. And so we've got to be careful how we try to redefine and rebrand things. And some things don't need redefinition. They actually need to be examined for the definition. And you will find that they're fine just the way they are. So let me just share a few of my notes from that uh, broadcast with you. Again, I'm going to share in the next couple of broadcasts, the next couple of podcasts, rather, all of the notes that I, I shared from that. I was trying to figure out how to do it in one podcast and I had three shows worth of notes and I said you probably need to do this in three separate podcasts so let's do this I marry for love and you should too listen the first thing I want to talk about is baggage and we talk about uh, what people bring to relationships and we talk about I don't want anybody with baggage and I don't want anybody to bring all of their baggage and and a note that I wrote down here is that there are two approaches some people have a lot of baggage some people have a little but everybody has some It's just a matter of finding who's worth the trouble. It's a matter of finding someone that's willing to help you bear the load and you're willing uh, to do the same for them. Everybody has baggage. I know when I came into the relationship uh, with my wife, I had I had what we would call baggage. I had a son from a previous relationship. Uh, My wife came into the relationship. She had whatever baggage she had. Everybody has something that they're dealing with. Everybody's carrying something. But as I like to say about baggage, Uh, When you get into a relationship, it's about finding somebody that's willing to help you carry your stuff. 
and you're willing to help them carry theirs. So it's all about baggage. It's just, you know, how do we manage the baggage? How do we help one another carry the baggage? And so everybody has baggage. And, and the idea that we can get into a relationship and somebody's not going to have anything and everything's just going to be clear. Well, that's just a lie. That's just not the truth. Everybody comes into a relationship with something. You just have to find that person that's worth it. That's worth you saying, I'm willing to help you carry your baggage. And so let me move a little bit further here because I don't want to take up too much time in these three uh, podcasts that we're going to do on this subject. Uh, when that post came out about uh, you don't marry for love, you, you, you got to have this and they got to bring this to the table and so on and so forth. What I gathered from the post was that we are confusing love and romance. And so what do I mean when I say that? Uh, the thought I think behind it was you don't marry for that feeling that you get inside. And I'm going to talk about that before we end. You don't marry because of butterflies and things like that. There's got to be some substance. And so I wrote a note down here. It says there's a difference between love and romance. One encompasses the other. And so we don't have to disregard romance and walks on the beach and poetry and flowers and things like that. We don't have to disregard all of those things because they're romantic. That's a part of being in love, showing your love and spending those romantic evenings together. That is encompassed in love. That is a part of love. And so when we downplay that, then we create a situation in society where people are cold and, and they don't know how to just show genuine affection and things like that. And then it starts to, to, to be diminished and it seems like it doesn't matter anymore that you say nice things to me, that we just walk and hold hands and we don't necessarily have to do anything special. We start to downplay that stuff. And so we've got to be careful how we try to outlaw romance because that's not all that is encompassed in love. Romance is very much a part of love. Now, I understand that I might have some people that are listening to me that aren't very romantic and those things don't move them. That's fine. But when you find that person that you connect with, then that's for you all to decide that, hey, I'm not really a romantic type, so I don't really need all of those things. So so there's a difference between love and romance. Romance is, is something that's encompassed in love. It's a part of love, but it's not love in its totality. One that truly loves you will provide for you. And so here we get to the, the thing about what do you bring to the table? One that truly loves you will provide for you. And that goes, uh, it doesn't matter what the gender is. They're going to provide for you. And so when we talk about, I'm not interested in love. What do you bring to the table? Well, what I bring to the table isn't necessarily yours unless I love you. Now, one of the things that I talked about uh, uh, in, in relation to what people bring to the table and how we need to approach that is I said, I don't think that love should be a business deal. Something I said when I was doing the radio broadcast concerning this, I said, if somebody invests in you, then they can divest from you. And so if it's all about negotiations and sitting at the table, because that's what I think about when I talk about what do you bring to the table, that's a negotiation table. I'll give you this if you give me that. Love is sacrificial. Love doesn't come to the table and say, I'll give you this or, or, and you'll give me that. Because the truth of the matter is, if we're all being honest, we've all fallen in love with people before that we could give them more than they could give us, or they could actually give us more than we could give them. 
And yet we're still falling in love with people. And so love isn't necessarily about a negotiation table. Yes, we can talk about what you have to offer, but what do you bring to the table means we're negotiating. And if somebody invests in you, then they can divest in you. And I'm going to share a note uh, with that before we end here as well. One that truly loves for you is, is a provide. They provide for you. It isn't an either or thing. Here's what I want to make sure we understand when we talk about love. And so love doesn't get lost in the translation here. Love isn't everything. Love is the catalyst for everything. Love is what activates the right commitment with the right motives. This is what's very important. The right motives. If it doesn't start and end with love, what's in the middle is hollow. And so everything has to has to be hinged on love. It's got to be about love. Don't don't let anybody tell you that you can't marry for love. You just have to understand all the things that are encompassed in the love. Love provides, love cares, love is romantic. Love makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, but love also takes care of you. Love also, again, as I said, provides for you. Love also uh, uh, exists with a, a, an imbalance here. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you a note on that as well before we end something I shared with my wife. And so here it is, y'all. The truest definition of love is giving yourself to someone when they have nothing else to give you in return but themselves. Now, let me share uh, an example with you. Uh, I, I saw a story about uh, a woman who said that her and her husband, they married for love. They were high school sweethearts and they both brought something to the table. They they both had their finances together and they, they shared all of that stuff. And uh, he was thriving and she was thriving and they brought all of these things to the table. And it was like, we're, we're here now we're where you're bringing this and I'm bringing that. And then the woman said, I had a debilitating accident. I could not work anymore. I could not bring what I used to bring to the table. In fact, her husband had to care for her. He had to uh, physically put her in and out of the car and take her to doctor's appointments and things like that. And they had been married some 30 years when this happened and he never left her. He never left her. And I thought to myself, just imagine what would have happened if he had only married her because of what she brought to the table. Because once she had this accident, she could no longer bring the same thing to the table. What kept him with her was love. It wasn't what she brought to the table. It wasn't what she could do because she couldn't do what she used to do anymore. In fact, he had to do more for her than he had to do before in order for them to maintain. And yet he stayed. He stayed because of love. It wasn't about what she brought to the table. When I wrote my very first book, Temporarily Disconnected, I talked about that. When you're on your deathbed, you're not going to think about the things that a person brought to the table or what they bought you and all this other stuff. You're going to think about how they made you feel. If you're blessed enough to be on your deathbed and see all these things before you leave here because you don't know when you're going to leave here. And so I encourage people to to not discount what it means to love somebody. And again, like I said, if you, if you treat it like a business deal, now I want you all to get this. If you treat love like a business deal, you run the risk of losing your partner to someone that makes better deals. Listen, and we talk about what you bring to the table. There's always a better deal out there. Any, any person that does business will tell you that there's always a better deal out there. And if it's just, if it's just a business deal, you run the risk of losing them to someone that makes better deals. Conversely, you also run the risk of losing them to somebody that comes along and makes them aware that matters of the heart still matter. You run the risk of somebody that, that coming along and making your partner say, hey, love isn't just about what, 
what we bring materialistic to the table. Love isn't just about that. Love is about how I make you feel. Love is about your heart. So you run the risk of doing all those things when you're just dealing in business and love. Don't underestimate butterflies, y'all. When people say, I don't want to marry for love, I don't want to marry just for that feeling, whatever, that feeling still matters. It's nice to still have that feeling, that love, that that warm feeling when you think about somebody. Your love shouldn't be so cold that it's all about what have you done for me lately. That's a cold way to love. It should still, those feelings should still matter. And I'm not saying that's everything. If you've listened thus far, you know, I'm not saying that's everything, but those feelings still matter. Companionship still matters. As I just shared that story with you all, the companionship, the love that was there for this man to continue to care for his wife, even though she couldn't bring to the table what she used to bring to the table. He brought apparently more to the table than even she realized. As I as I often tell people, you ought to marry somebody. You ought to marry somebody that you would stay with if they had absolutely nothing. Now, now again, that's a troubling statement for some people these days because when you make that statement, they assume that you're saying, I will stay with, I just want to get with somebody that ain't got nothing. That's not what I'm saying. Because you can get with somebody that's got everything, but anything can happen and they could lose it all. Will you still have something to hold on to? Will you still have love? Let me leave you with these last few notes here. Love is not your possession. If you can replace it with money, then it's probably not worth your heart. If you can live comfortably in it, it's probably not worth your heart. If you can quantify it in paperwork, then it's probably not worth your heart. If you can negotiate it with property and possessions, then it's probably not worth your heart. And so I want to leave you all with this very quickly as we talked about this. And like I said, this is part one. I'm going to do two more of these. We talk about I married for love and you should too. I married my wife because my wife provided some things for my life that I could not provide for myself. She married me for the same reason. It's not equal. There are some things where I have to give more than she she gives. And there's some areas that she has to give more than I give. But we balance one another. That's what love is. The one of the worst things and I want you to keep this. One of the worst things you can do is bring a measuring cup into your marriage. One of the worst things you can do is bring a measuring cup into your marriage to say, this is how much I'm doing. This is how much you're doing. Hey, you're not doing as much as I'm doing. We're doing what we need to do for one another. That's the that's that's when the marriage is clicking, what we're doing, what we need to do for one another. One of the worst things you can do also is to be solely dependent on advice of someone whose marriage you can't actually see working on a regular basis. What do I mean when I say that? Listen, I'm giving you words of encouragement. There are plenty of people out here that can give you a word of encouragement and give you some advice on marriage. And I'm not saying that you should not take it. You should take it when it's sound and it applies to your situation. But there should also be someone around you that you can see on a regular basis and see their marriage working. Not that it's perfect, not that nothing ever goes wrong, but you can see up close and personal their marriage working. That's very important. It's good to have, you know, people like myself, if you don't know me personally, that can share some insight with you and they can give you some words of encouragement. But you need to have some some folks that are right next to you that can mentor you in marriage. You can still marry for love. You just need to understand what love encompasses. All the things that we talk about, what it brings to the table, a provider, this, that. It's got to love me right. Got to do this for me. Got to do that for me. All of those things are encompassed in love. 
We don't need to redefine the word love. If I provide for my wife, that's love. That's not what I bring to the table. That's just love. If my wife does for me, that's love. We don't need to redefine love. We just need to acknowledge love for what it is. Again, love is not a noun. It's a verb. It's an action word. That's all the time that we have for this podcast. Listen, again, we're going to do two more of these. I'm married for love and you should, too. So this is part one. Uh, in, the, in the coming days, I'll come back with part two. I'm going to share all the notes from the series that I did on my Your Life with Purpose radio broadcast. As always, we like for you to subscribe to the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, share it with your friends. Share it on social media. If this, this word was encouraging to you, if it offers some insight to you. And we definitely appreciate all of you that stopped by. Again, as always, we like to encourage you to stop by our website. Website is www.krjministries.org. www.krjministries.org. Stop by there. Check out our bookstore. Order any one of our copies. We do believe that you will be blessed if you do that. Thank you all for stopping by the Purpose and Beyond podcast, and we will see you all on next time.